Warning! The following stories are based on actual historical events. It should be noted, however, the women telling these stories are completely stoned. Viewer discretion advised. Hey guys, I'm April. And I'm Madison. And this is, is High Herstory. Haunted Places. Oh yeah. So, I kind of... And I really enjoyed looking at mine. Yeah, I can't but say I some, same experience. <laughs> but some of the stuff I was like, ooh, it was a little creepy and it made me like feel weird. And so. Ooh, I feel like I'm excited for I yours. got little like tingly eyes and like, oh, that's <clears throat> sad. Okay. Uh, so. We want to just dive right in. Do you need to, do we need to have a, a chat or a discussion about anything beforehand? <laughs> well, only that my experience was completely different than yours. I know, you said it took I, you forever. Yeah, I struggled, and it wasn't even because I didn't, I didn't have a good story. I had a good story, but when I went to Google for more information, a different location came up that was <clears> the <throat> same name, but was somewhere else. And I didn't realize that, and so I was researching the wrong location for a Solid, like, I don't know. I want to say 30 minutes just to be nice to myself, but it was probably closer to like an hour. Mm. And it just makes me feel really bad. <laughs> but I did finally realize it. And after everything just wasn't making sense, I'm like, why aren't the same people appearing? <clears throat> so, but I'm excited, I'm excited to hear yours. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> Clear my throat a little bit. So, my place is Kenyon College oh. in Gambler, Ohio. Mm, okay. I know. So, the college was founded in 1821, and it's a, libri- a leading liberal, liberal arts college. Okay. In the Midwest U.S. Best place to be. Don't tell me to say it again. <laughs> it's one of the most haunted colleges in America. Ooh. Yeah. All right. It was number three on the list that I found. And I was like, ooh, that's kind of creepy. And it even had, like, student polls. And it was something like 78% of the students on campus believed that the college and the campus was haunted. Interesting. Yeah. So, <clears throat> one of the professors there even leads tours, like the Haunted Kenyan tour during spooky season. Oh. And, like, he, is it like, uh, you like pay for admission and it like goes to the college or whatever? I don't know. Oh. But he does, he takes people to like the most haunted places on campus. And so I'm going to highlight some of them. Mm, okay. Um, and he also said that when students report, like, paranormal activity or, or some kind of experience that they've had, he's like, I believe them. I'm inclined to believe them. So, I mean. Has he had his own? I'm sure. So. Some of the most haunted places. Number one. Old Kenyon Residence Hall creepy Mm -hmm. so they believe that the oldest ghost on campus died in 1905 
It was Mr. Stuart Pearson. Stewie. Okay. He, it was fraternity hazing gone wrong. Oh, I hate stories like that. Yeah, and it's the start of like every horror movie. It's even worse than you can imagine. He was a pledge. He was tied to the trestle of the railroad tracks. Oh. And they forgot about him. (gasps) No. He was hit by a train. Mm-hmm. And that's a real story? Yes. Hey. Yeah, so... <clears throat> the members of that fraternity, DKE, Delta Kappa Epsilon, <clears throat> they pay tribute to him every year. As they fucking should. And they carry a coffin full of stones to the trestle bridge, and they read the coroner's report. And, um, they do some, they do some other stuff. All of the information that I pulled, like, some of it was from, like, a website talking about, like, these haunted colleges, but all the stories and all the stuff that I pulled were directly from publications from the school, like, in their bulletin. Oh. So these were students writing these things, and a student that went there, and her stuff was published in the New York Times. So, this, like, first-hand accounts yes. from people that actually Attended were... this school. Yes. Yeah. So, and it's, like, fairly recent, even though they're talking about, you mm-hmm. know. So, let's keep that in mind. Like, everything I read was, like, from Bulletin at the Kenyon. And so, it was, like, the student newspaper. Gotcha. So, they were interviewing people on campus that experienced these things. Because the school completely buys into their haunted status. Mm. It's not something they shy away from. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, so the members of that fraternity pay homage um, to Stewie every year. And then in the newspaper, they're like, and I'm pretty sure they go party after. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they do. So, so that's the first one. So they think that Stewie haunts the residence hall. And... Can't and, say I blame him. Yeah. And then in February of 1949, there was a fire early, early, early in the morning, like 3, 4 a.m. And it killed nine students. Mm. The building collapsed. And two of those students died from skull fractures jumping from the building trying to get to safety. Oh, God. Yeah. So, pretty horrible. Um... <clears throat> it was after like the biggest party of the year so like the whole school had celebrated and everyone was just you know it was a great time and then this fire happens and nine students die oh yikes yeah oh so it's reported that the ghosts because old Kenyon they the, the school said we're gonna rebuild and so they rebuilt the the residence hall, and they used the stones from the original building, but they did a a new framing and new other stuff, you know, to make it more modern and safer. Mm-hmm. But then they, they used the, the old stones, you know, kind of on the outside. Basically just be like, there you go. Here's your old Kenyan back. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. So they actually had it built within a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that would be 1950. <clears throat> but anyway, it's reported that students that live in Old Kenyon Residence Hall will be woken up um, by ghosts, like, shouts, shouting, like, get out, get out, get out. That's fucking terrifying. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you want to live there? Exactly. So, I mean, that's just that old Kenyan residence hall. <gasps> okay. Okay. So, there's also the Caples residence hall. Oh, my gosh. In 1979, a young man fell down the shaft of a stuck elevator. He was trying to escape a stuck elevator, and he fell down the shaft and died. Um, residents have reported being woken up by an invisible person reeking of alcohol, and they feel this person, like, sitting down on their bed. Huh. Yeah. Creepy. No, thanks. Yeah. Cleo, please go do that somewhere else. Yeah. And so, have you ever heard of the Gates of Hell? Like, um... Portals to Hell on yeah, Earth. Yes. Okay. Okay, that's what I thought you were going I had, about. like, vaguely heard of them, but Jared and I had a conversation about them that night that he listened when we were together. <laughs> we were talking oh, about it after. Yes. Because when, he, I, when he listened to High Hearst. Yes. Yeah, because I told him that the the topic was going to be haunted places. Gotcha. And so he was, we were talking about stuff, you know. And... So he was telling me about the gates of hell, and so I was interested to see that this was the place that he was talking about, because he's like, yeah, I think they're somewhere in Ohio. Yeah, they fucking are. <laughs> okay. They're at Kenyon College. <laughs> so it's reported, and like legend says, that anyone that walks through the stone pillars that are at the entrance of the South Campus at midnight will be transported straight to hell. I don't know if anyone's actually done it. <laughs> I'm sure people have. I'm sure they have too. So, yeah. And been very disappointed when it didn't work. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the legend. <clears throat> the next. Because, I mean, this campus oh is full of them. I, feel like I'm, I feel like this school should shut down. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, there's also, I'm just going to assume it's pronounced Schaefer. It's spelled S-H-A-F-F-E-R, but I have a hard time thinking that it's Schaffer. Yeah. I think it's Schaefer. Yeah. So, it's the Schaefer Dance Studio now. It used to be the Schaefer Pool. Ooh. Like, at the school? Yes, yeah, so emphasis on it used to be mm-hmm. the pool. <laughs> Yeah, because somebody fucking drowned in it, probably. Yep. (laughs) The greenhouse ghost. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, when it was the Schaefer pool, the pool was called the greenhouse because it was a glass ceiling, Mm. and it was green, and so it just, you know, like, it was the greenhouse. I get it. Yeah, so... So, I mean, that's why it's called that. So, the swim team... Okay, well, let me... Okay. Every year, the swim team pays tribute to the greenhouse ghost. And so, they venture down these spiral stairs that go to the Schaefer boiler room, 
where what used to be the pool, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they do this the night before they leave for nationals. And so by candlelight, one of the seniors tells the story of the greenhouse ghost, a diver who jumped too high on the diving board, hit his head on the, the glass ceiling, and shattered it. And in the process, he broke his neck, and then he drowned in the pool. Holy shit. Yeah. That's why it's no longer a pool. Yeah. 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 Holy shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they, after they tell the story, they also, like, walk and, like, crouch along the perimeter of the old pool, like, where it used to be. Um, and they end by counting off their national titles. And you're just, like, adding as they go. Um, some team members have been, like, from what I read in these, like, student newspapers, um, some of the team members were quoted saying that it feels like a, like, a great team ritual, it makes them feel really connected, and, you know, makes them feel like they're honoring this person and all the swimmers before them, you know, Uh whatever. The former dean, one of the former deans at the school, he said... (laughs) That boiler room would scare anyone in a team solidarity. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) Yeah. But I see what he means because the custodial staff and the safety officers all consider... The Schaefer Dance Studio to be the creepiest place on campus. Why? So, in 1979, so this was after the Greenhouse Ghost. Um, 1979, it was a pool. Or maybe it was before. I don't fucking know. Me neither. I couldn't get a date for the Greenhouse Ghost, but I'm assuming it was a while ago for it to be, you know, like... A boiler? A boiler room, but also to be, like, uh, an established ritual. I feel like it's had to have been something, you know. So, whatever. I'm assuming they turned it into a pool. No. Whatever. Uh, 1979. It was Schaefer fucking pool. Okay. And a student lifeguard was closing up for the night. So, he went around and he was turning off all the lights. Locks the doors. Heading home to leave. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a hill, and that's he was taking the hill home. And like walking? Yeah. Okay. And so he walks away, and he looks back, and all the lights are on, and he oh. can hear the sounds of splashing. So he goes back. What? He goes back. Like, and he dude, does, no. And he doesn't see anybody. I don't like it. Yeah. Doesn't see anyone there. Yeek. Creepy. Cleo, seriously. She can't stop. Please go somewhere else. Cleo, I don't want to have to throw a toy at you. There's I don't no toys think there down are here. toys down here. Cleo, go. Go, go, go. Yeah. So, yikes. Yeah, really, yeah. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and then long after the pool had been converted into the dance studio, some dancers that were there rehearsing late would see wet footprints leading to the locker rooms. Um, safety officers Carol Brown and Dan Turner once heard the sound of a diving board bouncing three times, you know, like someone's getting ready to dive, uh-huh. and it was a dance studio. Uh-huh. Um, months would go by without any paranormal activity, things would be normal, and then other times, um, Dan would cross the, the dance floor to go lock doors on the other side. And he would get, you know, that, like, feeling that you get when, like, someone's behind you? Oh, yes. He would feel that. And and then he would, like, hear the sound of someone walking behind him, but then no one would be there. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Yikesies. He said he hated it. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, and then, so I I took a direct, like, quote from this student newspaper, and I'm going to read it to you, because I was like, I can't paraphrase this. Okay. So, this is Mr. Dan. I can't tell you why, but one night on the way back from locking that door, I just turned around, he said. There, on the floor, the floor he just tra- um, traversed was a newly formed puddle of water. It wasn't raining, and it hadn't rained for days. Dispensing with protocol, he got on the walkie-talkie and yelled, Everybody, get your ass down to the dance studio! Now! (laughs) And he could hear the squeals of the tires coming from the north end. Turner stood outside, trembling, not even able to light his own cigarette. Only when he was joined by Officer Todd Bell would he go back inside. We literally watched the puddle evaporate before our eyes. What? Mm-hmm. So two people saw it? Yes. Because he was like, I'm not fucking going in there by myself. I'm not doing it. <sighs> Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was like, I can't paraphrase. Like, I, sober me thinks I would be, like, so chill with ghosts. Stone, stone me nose. Absolutely fucking not. No. Don't I be get doing the heebie-jeebies. Like, you're welcome to live here as long as you don't bother the fuck out of me, okay? <sighs> uh, yeah. So, anyway, the girl that um, I said she wrote and it got published in the New York Times, it was for this on-campus, like, editorial thing that they were doing. And so they were taking, like, submissions and so this was published in 2017. Um, her name is Natalie Shuttler. Did I say that already? I don't think so. I don't know. Natalie Shuttler, 2017, New York Times. Okay. I think the title is called, like, My Haunted Dorm Room. Um, but anyway. Attention grabber? Hmm? I said that's an attention grabber? Yeah. So she reports that her dorm room was haunted. <laughs> no way! Yeah! So she said a few times... Like, she was woken up, there were several different kinds of experiences that she had in her dorm, and she didn't specify which dorm she lived in, she just said she lived in a haunted one, Uh and it could have been one of two that I read about on this campus, I don't know if there were any more. Okay. So, I couldn't tell you for sure which one she lived in, but she said that 
a few times she would get woken up um, after feeling the room get cold. And then she would sense a slow moving force gliding past her on its way to the dresser. So it would glide past her to the dresser. And then she said her things would fall, air quotes, fall off the dresser one by one like someone was pushing a hand slowly through them. No, thanks. Yeah. Um, She also said that um, she and her roommate were both woken up by a disembodied voice and they ran screaming from their room. So, uh, so would I. And she said a college boyfriend of hers reported that he dreamed, air quote, dreamed. He heard the door slam before he was locked in place by cold hands pressing him into the bed. Creepy. No. Why? Why would people do this to themselves? I don't know. But I mean, that's where I left it because I was like, dang, like that is already so much for one school. Like, no wonder it's the most haunted place on campus. But apparently, it's like fucking fantastic, and the campus is beautiful. Yeah. Like apparently it's it's a wonderful school and I'm like that's great. There are You're other saying ones. all of these ghost stories though. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to dream that I've been being held down on my bed by cold hands. Thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm good. 100% good. Yeah. But dang. Yeah. What a Ooh. place. No, I my knee bump thing. Oh. Yeah, but I... Whew. Oh my gosh. That was yeah. crazy. Crazy. But I just thought it was cool that I was able to find stuff from the school paper. Yeah. Because it was like, people that lived there, and they were talking to people that said that they experienced these things. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Makes it feel a little more real. And I also read that the janitorial staff and the security staff, I guess every year they hold a bonfire and they talk about all of these like weird experiences that they've had. And, and it's like, like a big thing. Like everyone goes and. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, so weird. Yeah. But it's something that, it's something that they, like, don't, they don't try to keep it hush. (laughs) So, I mean. Oh, yes. Yes, we do have ghost babies. (laughs) Come on down. You experience some creepy stuff? Come on down. You can live with them. And you can pay us thousands of dollars while doing it. (sighs) Okay, so my place. Is a little older than yours. Okay. Um, so my place is called Ross Castle. And it's located in Mount Nugent County, Meath, Ireland. And it's Lakeside. Very nice. Yes. <clears throat> so... In order to talk about this castle, we really need to understand its history. So, in 1066, William the Conqueror invaded England from France. He was invading England. 
Um, when he succeeded, England had control over Ireland at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just, like, given land and titles away to people. He was just like, here you go. Here's some land. Here's a title. Here you go. Land and title. Like, just giving him away to people that helped him, you know, win. Uh, so one of those men was Gilbert de, de Nogent. He was French. I, I sounded his, like Hispanic when I said that. But he was French. <laughs> Not when I said Nogent, but when I said de the first time. <laughs> um, but he didn't technically give him a land or title, but he did give him a, a lady who gave him land and title. Hmm. You know, cool stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was so it was some, cute little loopholes. Yeah. It was some it was some guy's sister and it came like with her dowry. The title did. Quite a dowry. Yeah. And so he became the Baron of Delvin. Okay. What's this guy's name again? Uh Gilbert Nugent. Okay. So Gilbert is now the Baron of Delvin. He's a Baron. Okay. He's, he's a Baron. You don't really need to know of Delvin. He's just a Baron. Okay. <clears throat> so that was in, you know, 1066 and thereafter. Mm-hmm. So the Nugent family continues to own this land. Um, And they just start building. You know, they built like a little, like, like, they basically like, it was supposed to be like a stronghold, you know, like some kind of fortress. Mm-hmm. So they have this really tall tower, um, and then like there's like a low, like a ground floor that's surrounded by walls. Okay. Just to describe it. Um, but that construction, so like the first time they started building that tower, uh, was in 1533, and it was this was done by the twelfth Baron, the twelfth, okay. you know, the same uh-huh. family, twelfth Baron. Yeah. His name was Richard Nugent. So instead of it being. De Nogent. They just changed it to Nugent because they wanted to be more Anglo. Oh, yeah. So they changed it to Nugent. Um, and they constructed, you know, they started building this tower. Um, and then that tower was finished by the 13th Baron, which was his grandson. I don't know why he became the 13th. I don't know if it wasn't a middle. If he didn't have a son, maybe he had a daughter who had a son. I don't know. Hmm. Um... But as the grandson, he became the 13th Baron. He was also named Richard. So, lots of people. But, the ne- people we're going to talk about now is Richard Nugent, the 13th Baron. The grandson. Yes. So, he just finished construction of this castle. Top floor room is his daughter, Sabina. Okay. Um... So that's the two people we're going to talk about for like the rest of the story. Okay. Sabina and Richard. Now Richard was described as like ill-tempered, um, like he had a mean streak, and he was just very hard on his people because like because of like the land that he owned when he got the dowry, he also owned the town that was on that land. Mm-hmm. And so like he like was like ruling over these subjects technically, um, and he was just very mean to them. Yeah. Um, because of, like, this... Like, he had power and he was going to wield it, that kind yeah, of person? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so because he like he was this type of person, mm-hmm. he became known as the Black Baron. Um, and so like just like an example of how fucking shitty this dude was. There's a townswoman. She's like making bread. It gets done. She sets on the windowsill to like cool off. Mm-hmm. It's just like weird. Like bread can cool anywhere, but whatever. It's a common thing for them to do. I know, but just like seems like a bad idea. Because exactly what you think is gonna happen happens, and a dog steals it. <laughs> so the dog steals it, and this woman shouts. Thief, thief, out the window because this dog stole her bread. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows it's a dog. She saw the dog steal it. But the Black Baron only hears that this woman's bread was stolen. And he sees this, like, beggar just chilling under a tree, resting, mm-hmm. while he's walking through the town. And questions t- questions him, like, hey, did you take this fucking bread? And the dude's like, no, I didn't take this bread. I don't know. I don't know what bread you're talking about. I just fucking got here. Mm-hmm. And the Baron's like, mm, no, you're fucking lying to my face right now. So I'm going to fucking kill you. And he ordered his men to build a gallows and fucking hung him in the middle of the town. What? Like what? The worst. Yeah. Not a great dude. No. So, like, when the woman finds out about this, she was like, what the fuck? It was a dog. Um, the townspeople get, like, a cross, and they, like, it says planted. I don't know. I don't know how you plant a cross. Um, but they, like, placed it in front of the gallows. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's really just a fucking dick. Yeah. Uh, and that translated to the way he treated his daughter. Oh, goody. Yeah. Um, so Sabina was said to be very beautiful, but she was also very ill. Mm. I don't know what illness she had. It didn't say, and I tried to find it. Um, but basically she was just kind of in a lot of pain, it seems like. Mm, Okay. Um, but she would, when she like felt good, she would take walks and she was like, this little lake. She'd go and she'd walk down to the shore and just kind of be. Yeah. And it was really like the only freedom she had was when she was able to like sneak away from her chambermaids and just be alone because in Ireland, where they were, where their castle was, directly across this lake are the O'Reilly family who are Irish, not English, and are really fucking not happy that these people are here. Mm. Um, meaning the English. The Irish are not happy the English are there. Because, like, again, Engl- England still had control over Ireland at this yeah. point. Um, so, going on these walks was, like, ill-advised because, yeah. you know, they hated them. But on one of these walks... She happens to meet a man named Orwin O'Reilly. Clearly part of the O'Reilly clan. Yeah. Uh, so you guessed it, he's Irish. Um, but like I said, Ireland and England 
lots of tensions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, these were like two families. So, like, the O'Reilly family, which is just like a, this huge. I mean, they're like dynasty families, basically. Yeah. And then you have this family. Nugent. Just fucking feuding. Yeah. Basically, Romeo and Juliet. I mean, it's basically what it That's is. That's exactly the correlation that I was drawing to. Yeah. So, Sabina and Orwin just, like, don't give two fucks. They're like, dude, we're in love. We love each other. We're gonna get, we're gonna, we're gonna see each other. I mean, they do it secretly. Mm-hmm. But they still do it. But they still do it. Um, yeah, so they're just, like, continuing this. They're getting to know each other. They're leaving each other notes. They're falling in love. And they, they're talking about, like, their marriage and their future. Um, and they just, like kind of come to this realization that they're never going to be able to be together if they if they stay in mm-hmm. this area. So they kind of plan for him to come pick her up in like a rowboat and one night and just like take her across to his side where she would be okay. And then they could go from there. And he does that. He comes, he picks her up one night after she snuck out. And they start rowing back across the lake. Well, out of fucking nowhere, a storm comes. And it's just blowing them off course. Just, like, sending them all over the place. And they're trying to fight it and trying to fight it. And eventually the boat capsizes. And it causes Orwin to drown. And Sabina was rescued but wakes up. Doesn't wake up till three days later. So she wakes up. She's told that Orwin has died by her father, who is, like, laughing hysterically yeah. about it. Um, and she just, like, loses her shit. Which, I don't fucking blame her at no, this I point. too. She just locks herself in her tower and refused to eat, refused to drink, and just eventually falls into this deep sleep and never wakes up. Damn. So fucking sad. So sad. So Sabina is said to haunt Ross Castle. Um, which is now a bed and breakfast. Keep that in mind. <laughs> um, it's a bed and breakfast. Uh, but she's said to just be looking for her lost love. Aww. And people have reportedly heard... Like, a woman, a woman, like, wailing, like, hysterically, mm-hmm. um, when they've been there to stay. Because, you know, like I said, it's a bed and breakfast. Dang, I'm just like, <laughs> ugh. Uh, but, again, so she's not even the only ghost to haunt Ross Castle. Oh, she has Guess friends. who else is there? Her daddy, you guessed it, the Black Baron, who's okay. also been seen, like, in the tower and also in the other portion of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes to, like, ambush guests, which is pretty cool, in the middle of the night. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. And, and slam doors. Um, they've all, there have also been reports of, like, of children, like, of hearing children, like, playing and laughing, which is just like, <laughs> Yeah. Scary movies with children in them just are the worst. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and an ancient entity, I'm putting that in quotes because that is what it said. That haunts the castle. Ancient entity. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, I swear. 
I couldn't find any more information about it. Is it... Oh. So I'm just, like, very nasty presence? Yeah. I mean, it literally, like... So I was reading, like, these articles that people had written about their stays there. And one of the guys just talked about this, like, heavy feeling. Like, they were there for a ghost tour. But he's like, I just felt... I just, like, everybody just felt, like, this heavy, just, like, feeling of just, like... Just, like... Despair? No, I don't know. It wasn't even, like, despair. He described it as, like... Like, anger, but mixed with, like, desperation. Like, it was just, like, weird. But, yeah. And so, like, I don't know if that's what it is. But, yeah, they talked about just some, like, heavy, heavy presence while they were there. But, okay, the thing that makes me the most, like, obviously the story is sad. But what really sucks is that, like, Sabina and Orwin died because her dad was a fucking dick. Yeah. And then, over the next hundred years, the O'Reillys and the Nugents merge through multiple marriages. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Her dad was just such a fucking douche. And then on top of that, could you imagine fucking dying in a horrific way, and then becoming a ghost, and then having to deal with the fact that you're still being haunted by your fucking dad? Yeah. Like, hi, I'm a ghost now. Like, that fucking sucks. Oh, he makes it even worse. He's my piece of shit father. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Poor girl. Yeah. I cried for her. You just... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So that's that's mine. It was definitely like you had to know the history yeah. of this place to really get why it was so important. But it just makes me sad you think about these people just being handed power and look what they fucking did with it. Yeah. Squandered it. Yep. Didn't do anything meaningful. Yep. And not to plug another podcast, but Haunted Places did an did a very fun episode on this castle. I listened to it after I did my research, okay? I didn't get anything from there. <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Very cool. Well, and sad, you know. Yeah. It was a sad story. We good. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't realize it was going to make you upset. No, I wasn't upset. It was just, it made me feel a lot of feelings. I know, I know. And damn, that ADHD. <laughs> gotcha right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... I read a lot of shit when I was researching this place. And I think one of the things I was trying to stay away from was something that was, like, gruesome. Because, like, I feel like with a lot of hauntings, things are just really gruesome and, yeah. and like, heavy. And so I was trying to stay away from that. And I was like, oh, like, star-crossed lovers. That's a... I feel like a common theme throughout history. Yeah. And I still gotcha. Yeah, I still can't get over that it's a bed and breakfast. Just like okay. I know, okay. weird. But do they do like the whole ghost tour thing? Like that's their thing. Yeah, so like you can stay in like like Sabina's room. You can stay in it. You can stay in the the Baron's room. You can stay oh. in. <clears throat> um, I mean, so like they've taken, like they've made it into more rooms, you know, because it was like a 
set up like a house. Yeah. Or like a castle-esque. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and so if you Google Ross Castle, the one that comes up, not the one we're talking about here, different place. That's <laughs> where I messed up. <laughs> so, yeah. Some, some heavy stuff today with haunted places. I was for reals getting the heebie-jeebies when you were talking about those things that ghosts were doing. Nope. Yeah. I know, I did too. Last night when I was researching and I was so tired. <laughs> I was stoned. <laughs> Hold on. I was still tired. I had to finish yawning. <laughs> Um, I was like, I can't read this stuff because, oh, it's making me so creeped out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, glad I did mine during the day. <laughs> yeah. But I told you, I mean, um, I mentioned to April some of the local haunted places I found that I didn't know about. Yeah. And that was a little creepy. Some places that were a little too close to home. I told, I told Michael that you told me about that one. And he's like, I was like, hey, Madison told me about local haunted places, and guess which one she she didn't know, and he's he said it, and I was like, how did you know that? And he's like, I think you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I didn't know. I don't know. Yeah, and then the other one was, <laughs> oh, and then the witch's grave, which is just like okay. Yeah. I also said there were like four bodies buried there. It was really weird. Oof. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah, well, haunted places. Yeah, we hope you liked it. Wow, we. <laughs> we enjoyed looking them up. I mean, I once I got past my shit, I enjoyed the rest of it. <laughs> so I got yeah. to the right place. I clicked around a few different things. I couldn't figure out like what I wanted to do, and so I had googled like haunted houses i think i googled i stayed away from asylums because i knew that would freak me out i did too and i stayed away from prisons for that same reason same z's i also stayed away from like cemeteries and like the the catacombs in paris i stayed away from that stuff i stayed away yeah and so i was like okay what's something that's like kind of commonplace but i could still get some like good stories and so i was like okay colleges (laughs) and then i found that one and i'm like holy shit yeah, that was a good one. It's a really good one. <sighs> but, anyway. Yeah. Haunted we, places. Yeah, we hope you <laughs> liked it. Yeah, next uh, week. Yeah, tune in next week for 90s Heartthrobs. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for next week. Yes, and it's anything goes. So, yeah. Men, all women. Everybody. Yeah, all he, she's, and them's welcome. Yep. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting ready. Yes. All right. 100%. We're probably, we should dress up for the occasion. <gasps> we should wear the clothes we wore to, to our, our 90s, 90s bar crawl. The solid joy. Yeah. You guys won't be able to see it, but we'll be looking fly. Ugh, I wonder, do I still have my shirt? And if I do, where is it? I still have mine. I know, I saw it in the closet. <laughs> yeah. 
Ah, but uh, where's mine? I really hope I didn't get rid of it. Uh, I'm sure we can find something. I thought it was... Uh, if not, we can go to the Goodwill. I know. I kind of wanted to go anyway. Well, yeah, let's do it. Let's go to the Goodwill. Okay. Anyways, guys, tune in next <laughs> week. 90s Heartthrob. Yeah. <laughs> and... Don't forget, take your meds. Yeah. That's for me. That's for everybody. That's for me right now. Because we all forget. Really can't forget. <laughs> I took it really late last night. <laughs> Not cool. Anyway. <laughs>